Hello, and welcome to Just Keep Writing While Black. A podcast for writers by writers. To keep you writing. I'm Marshall. I'm Brent. And I'm LP. And so, guys, it's been a while. We haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never done this. And, and, and LP has not done this, which yeah. I oh, think yeah. is um, awesome. So we're back to Just Keep Writing While Black. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Brent to kind of say what we're going to do for this episode in a second, but I'm just glad we're doing this again, guys, um, before the end of the year, honestly, because I think we all needed this. Yeah. So that's kind of like the, 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 uh, the gist of this is sort of like a year in kind of wrap up thing. So we haven't had, we haven't done one of these in a while, but over the course of the year, we have done a few of these episodes. And so um, we wanted to kind of like, reflect on some of our favorite moments from the episodes we've had this year and at the same time kind of move from that to talking about our own writing and our own challenges and the things we're working on and excited about so on and so forth and then kind of like bring it home by talking about uh black writers in the sff space that we think people you know should be looking out for in the um, coming year so and also, I think the intention is we are going to keep doing this into the next year. Um, right. and we've got some big plans, especially for Black History Month. So I'm excited. We're almost laid it up for Black History Month. There's, there's, I think there's one spot left. Oh, I'm so excited. That's four yeah. episodes. We're talking about doing four episodes that month. So We did it we did this year. Yeah, we did. So yeah. I think we got to keep the tradition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So where do you want to start? Let's talk about uh, what we've done. We're going to talk right, about the past. So- well, we mentioned Black History Month, so let's start. Uh, we start there. Um, I actually really, really liked who we got on for Black History Month this year. Like, uh, we had Jen Brown, we had L.D. Lewis. Uh, trying to remember. See, and the problem with me in these episodes is that I remember all of them all at once, and I don't remember when people came on. So I blended to- all together. I'm trying to find them. Hold on. <laughs> but uh, well, I'll let Marshall find it, and I'll talk about like. It was so much fun having LD on. LD is one of my really good friends, and and she is always kind of like we we talk a lot. And I, you know, she kind of told me that it it was some bit of frustration for her that like she never got a chance to talk about her craft, and it was always about her community work. And you know, I was like, well, let's fix that. And yeah. so you know, we gave her uh, a chance to like really talk about her craft and her writing because she's a damn good writer and I'm glad people are finally finally getting hip to that you know like and I'm just happy that we got to be a podcast space for her and letting her talk about that and yeah, she that wasn't was, you know she wasn't just a black organizer she's a black writer like that was an awesome conversation um so just to for the record it was episode 82 83 84 and 85 um, 82 was, um, hold on. 80, 80, yeah. Sorry. 82 was with Jen Brown. Uh, 83 was with Zen. Uh, 84 was with Kevin Ramirez. And oh, then LD yeah. was 85. Remember Kevin? <laughs> yes. Kevin is my college friend and, uh, Kevin is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin is my friend from college and um really good guy. And like he actually and it's funny now that you mentioned we talk we're talking about creative coaches off off episode, but he's actually a creative coach. So mm-hmm. might be, you know, might um bring That'd him back good. possibly. Yeah. But um yeah, it's a good college friend of mine. So it was really cool connecting with him and you know, talking about my early, early days 
of like trying to pursue this writing thing. Yeah, yeah that like, was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 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 knew me when I was like 20, 21, 22, like a much much younger Brent. So baby Brent. Yeah, literally. And then <laughs> Jen, the way she talked, I I still. So the cool thing about like one of the things I love about just keep writing is that like I get to ask selfish questions for myself that I can go back to later. So like the way that Jen talked about how it's like she deals with fashion and how like she implements fashion oh, in the world building. I was like, look, I'm, I'm asking this for myself. Like <laughs> this is good for the audience, but I want these notes. Like, look, I read the first act of that, that, that novel you're working on and like it shows. Yeah. I took notes. Like I, I literally absorbed. I was, I probably took, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that, that piece of work later, but yeah, I definitely was like, oh, Jen, like I'm, I'm trying to absorb what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was a good episode. All right, I'm gonna stop talking about my reflections. Oh, um, <laughs> but definitely go back and check out those four episodes, yeah. um, specifically because we plan to do the same thing this February. Will, will, Brent has his slot as well, um, because mm-hmm. his book is coming out that month or his novella is coming out that month. So. Uh, I'm really looking forward to February and just sitting down with you guys and 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 other people and chatting. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and it seems like so far, everyone who is on the docket is a friend of mine. And it always makes me happy to be able to share what other people, what people in my life are doing. So, yeah. All right. So what's next? What do we want to talk about next? So, well, we want to try to pivot to talk about like uh, we can talk about our own writing this year, actually, and kind of like. Because, you know, ultimately, the three of us are black writers as well. And uh, I want us to talk about, you know, our, our stuff and what we're doing from not just a space of blackness, but craft and, you know, all the other things. And LP, why are you shaking your head? Why are you shaking your head? I'm mixed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you still going to talk okay. about your writing, though. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we're still going to talk about it. So, um <laughs> Let's get the hard stuff out the way first, so it's not like I don't want to mire in that too long. But um, what were some of the challenges that uh, we faced with, faced with our writing this year? I'm gonna shoot that to Marshall because I think he might have had the easiest time this year. <laughs> All right. So I had the easiest time because I am not under deadline except for my grad school program, which has been the biggest challenge for me is just finding the freaking time to work on this thing, like. I love the class I'm taking, but like I'm supposed to write a novel while I'm doing it and it's kicking my ass. Um, I'm making pretty decent progress, but I basically have another month to produce more words than I think I can produce in a month. So I am trying to pretend that it's going to happen anyway <laughs> and I'll end up getting the words on the page in some way, shape or form. And it may not be all the way done when the deadline hits, but um but I think I have a little bit of a grace period. Um, I really like what I'm writing. I'm really enjoying writing. Um, my thesis novel is a black space opera and it's fun as hell. And I got black people flying spaceships and doing badass shit and having fun. And I don't know, got some zombie like creatures and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. I have a whole outline. I just got to figure out when I'm going to work on it. Um, I've got an awesome mentor um, or thesis advisor as well. Um, Aize Jama Everett, who rocks, um, and he's been meeting with me as often as he can, um, give me some awesome advice. So that's the one thing about the program. I get to work with a black author who, um, has done this before. So I'm basically my biggest challenge is just, I've had a lot of 
stuff and a lot of family stuff and just all the stuff happening at one time, but like just getting the words on the page. So that's my biggest struggle. Um, but once I sit down to do it, I'm having a blast. So hopefully these chunks of time, I got two weeks off from day job in December. So that's really when the crunch is going to hit. I can feel that already, <laughs> mm. yeah. but yeah. So just knowing I don't have to go to work every day, like this week, I don't, I'm not going to work every day. We're recording this during the Thanksgiving break and it's nice. I, I got ran some errands this morning. I wrote for like two hours. It was awesome. Oh, um, nice. And that was all before I would have been off work. So that's something. <laughs> yeah. No, it is something. Uh, all right. I'm hit, hit, hit us with the real stuff, guys. Come on now. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll go next. Um, for myself, this year has actually been very, very like a tough writing year for me. And I think part of it is just that this has been a year of like, transformation for me i guess in terms of like and not even just in writing but it's like in my like in my friend space in my social spaces in like in my workspace like um uh, like everything has just been changing and like and, and it's and, and in a lot of ways in good ways but still change and it's still stressful even good change is stressful so uh you know i've had all that going on and and also, too, like having to uh, realize, like in writing, trying to write this novella and get it up to par and get it to a, a space that I'm happy with, whatever. It's like having to realize that I was possibly, not even possibly, no, I was like pushing through um, feelings and emotions and things that like I hadn't really dealt with to meet a deadline. And, and I think I'm, and I, I said this someplace else too, but and I'm trying not to think of it like this because Will said, don't think of it like this, but it felt like I wounded myself in the process. And like, it feels like the writing has been, the writing has been a little harder this year, just because like of all these various stressors coming down. And then also too, like, I think it's been harder because I'm fighting for rest now in a way that I didn't in previous years. Like now I'm actively saying to myself and, and making a point to fight for moments of rest and moments of socialization and moments of fun. And I think in previous years, I didn't do that. I just let the, I let the writing and the community work and all that just utterly consume the majority of my time. So I think, I, like I said, your transformation, just trying to find a new balance, I guess, is where I've been. I hope Yeah. Um, I think I've been depressed most of the year and I didn't realize it until like a month or so ago. And so, you know, looking at the prospect of going to Clarion, I oriented my whole year to getting ready for that. Do you know what I'm saying? So like... Did I travel before that? Absolutely not. Did I want to go to StokerCon? Did I want to take a trip to New York to see my people? Like all these things, you know? Um, and I didn't do any of those things. Then I went to San Diego and <clears throat> had a rough time in San Diego and I came home and had a rough time when I came home. Uh, and I just kind of realized somewhere along the way, I guess in the last month, or so, I think right before NaNoWriMo started, right before November, that like rather than trying to push myself to like complete things, I should probably take this month to rest and to read 
and to consume stories and like think about them instead of trying to produce something. Um, and I think I've been mostly successful. Uh, you know, I've read, uh, I read, no, watched. I watched uh, Mary Robinette's uh, class at BYU on the Mice Quotient and then listened to all those episodes on uh, writing excuses. I might take a class at Stanford Online uh, for alternative narrative patterns because I'm interested in that, or plot structures, that's what they called it. Um, but like, I've not been writing. I've just been consuming different ideas on writing and that's been really nice. Um, and it makes me feel, I think I've been feeling like, oh, usually when people are like, oh, well, you know, this esoteric thing about this narrative and I'm just like, oh girl, I don't know if I'm smart enough for this. Uh, but like, <laughs> I'm reading the things and I'm like, oh wait, I think I'm kind of getting what you're putting down. And half of those theory conversations are bullshit, right? They're like, esoteric at best and someone's pretending to understand so that they can look cool. But like, I don't know. I'm reading uh, Meander Spiral Explode by Jane Allison. Uh, and some of it I'm really enjoying. Um, so there's those. Um, but I'm really, I guess I'm really excited. I want to talk to y'all about plans for next year because I'm very excited about 2023 for all the hosts of Just Keep Writing. Uh, but everyone's not here. So I just want to talk to the two of you. Um, what, like, I'm convinced that like by the end of the year, all five of us will have representation. I'm curious what you want to tackle next year and how you decide on what you want to tackle. I, I feel like sometimes OP you're, I mean, here's the thing. I feel like your goals for me, <laughs> pretty lofty which i love because i like that i i, I feel the confidence from you i do i, be, I believe in you <laughs> i know you do and and i feel that and i love that um what do i so the question is is this before i get representation or after like what are we talking about here i mean i think i think making decisions about your output are important okay. whether or not you get representation i got you like, if I don't get representation, I still intend on getting XYZ done. I hear you. Um, I think my my biggest goal, because because of the program I'm in, it's not done until the summer. Um, and so by the end of it, I'm supposed to have a completed novel. I I know that there are all stages of this particular thing that people have graduated from this program with. Some of it has been 40,000 words shorter than their goal, and but it's the beginning, middle, end. It, didn't get done or it is done or is it's partially, you know what I'm saying? But my goal is to have the freaking thing done and ready to like try to get that representation that you're talking about. Um, that's, that's, that's my, my biggest goal is to have the novel done when it's supposed to be done and in its best form so that I can meet the goal. I mean, the whole point, the whole point of all of this and spending the money and, and working this hard on all this stuff is to eventually make, and I've said this before, make writing a bigger part of my life. And part of that is I would like to publish novels. I like to publish stories. I would like to, that's what I want. And mm -hmm. so if, if I'm going to do this program, if I'm going to get to that point, I don't want to just have half a novel done. I want to have it done, done. Does that make sense? That's my goal. So your goal next year is to finish your novel. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a great goal. Yeah. By the I don't know about goal. the representation thing you're talking about, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll let you keep doing that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. Are you saying finish, finish your novel by the end of the year or by the end of your program? Um, well, by the end of the program, it, is supposed to be done. So when it's supposed to be done for my program is when it will be done. So I think we're supposed to have the draft done January 1st and then the revision and all the other steps come between that and July, basically. Baby, baby, there's still five months left in the year after that. Okay. (laughs) Well, I've also got some short stories. I've got some stuff and I'm working on, I'm also working on a, I'm also working on a screenplay secretly. You're not winning this, Marshall. I know, but, but nobody's going to appreciate this. I have side projects. I have secret side projects. I'm actually working on a screenplay at the same time. Okay. It's a, well, yeah. So that's what's happening. So a screenplay and the novel and some, some short stories. Yes. Okay, great. That's good. Brand. Um. He turned his camera off. I thought it was going to avoid us. Yeah, no, no, it was, it was, I know. I, I swiped the button. But um, for myself, well, um, so at the beginning of this year, I, I started on, uh, and I had to stop, not because the story got hard or anything. Actually, I was enjoying the story a lot, but I just needed to focus on the novella. But I started uh, a novel that um, I got about, the first act and a little bit of the second act drafted. Um, and so my goal for next year is to definitely work on and finish and get that thing polished. So yeah, it's, uh, it's actually, it's actually like a, I call it a kitchen sink novel just because like everything I love, I've just been like throwing into it. So it's like this blender of like all of a lot of things I love. So, um, so yeah, that's my that's kind of like my passion project that I'm planning on for next year. But I also have um another idea that I have been like sketching a little bit on. It's um it's 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 like a it's like a weird epic fantasy, but it's about it's about it's about music and um Sort of. So, okay, I guess I, I could tell you, I'll give the little bit of the story about it. So basically it's, um, it takes place at this, uh, this, this, um, nightclub that exists outside of, uh, 88 different dimensions. And I did 88 dimensions because 88 keys on the piano. But anyway, so it's this club that exists outside of all these dimensions and, they only play music that was either that's either been forgotten or was never actually written. And so it's this neutral ground for all these different realms where people, you know, people come to hammer out their disagreements and so on and so forth. So it's a little bit Constantine. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit, uh, border keeper. It's a little bit, you know, it's a, it's different. It's another kitchen sink project. I don't, I, I'm not, you know, that's, it's so early on. I have no idea where that's going to go, but it's an idea. And then, um, I have that this. That's awesome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I want to re- read that like right now. So continue that, please. I'm finding it very mid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% falsehood. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, code, the code name for it right now, I don't I don't actually have a real name for it, but I just call it Never Song. But uh so that's the code name for it. 
But anyway, uh, uh, I also have a little bit of a novella I want to work on. Um, that's about uh, it's basically an interview with a, a vampire, but in the tech, it's but instead of like instead of like New Orleans in the eighteen hundreds, it's more like a secondary city that's like you know techno kind of like house underground music based instead of vampires as necromancers. But uh, that's I think something. I yeah, I think I think I think I I think I did tell you a little bit about it, Andre. Like, I mean, LP. I, I think I did because I was, I was, um, yeah, because it's something I just started pecking at too. So, uh, yeah. So those are the three things right now. Those are the three things. Now there is a fourth or fifth thing, but that's kind of back there. But I only got so much time, and I'm not gonna do that to myself. So okay. Well, yeah. We'll ask for an update on the next one then. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, LP, um, you get to answer your own question. Yeah, struggle, 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 struggle. So, um, <laughs> y'all might not know this. I only work four days a week. This depression makes things really challenging because I, sh- I feel like working four days a week, I should definitely be able to get like eight solid hours in a week of writing. Um, and um, I don't know. I have a friend who is contracted for five books. And he's still working a day job, like not making ends meet, like struggling through a day job and like not a day job, like freelancing. But it's just like, I don't want that. So in my head, I feel like I need to make a lot of books. Like I want to I want to hit the industry like Akweke and Mezi. Like, <laughs> like, is it possible for a normal person to generate and publish seven books in four years? I don't know, but they did it. So I kind of want to as well. So I have like this, I'm known for making huge, like shoot over the moon goals and then like not succeeding at any of them. So uh, I made (laughs) slightly smaller goals, which are to like really work on generating new things in the first three quarters of the year and spending the last quarter polishing things. Um one so every quarter there is a novel thing and there's a novella thing and like some short stories in there i'm not trying to get anything pretty i'm just trying to draft i'm just trying to draft and then we'll see what we can get done uh in the last of the year the only thing only thing that i'm polishing before that is the first novella because i've been trying for the past three years to send something to neon hemlock for the novella series and i have yet to have anything accomplished by the time that that comes around so so yeah, I'm gonna work on three books, three novellas, and a collection. Yes, sir. I have a question because uh, you, you and I have—I don't know—we've talked about around this a couple of times, and you know, if if I were to listen to my wife, for example, she will say, "Well, she likes to say things like when you get your book published, then X, Y, and Z, right?" Um. So I guess my question for you I guys love that she talks like that though. Go ahead. No, I love yeah, she's amazing. Um, but well, I guess what I'm hearing is what I keep telling myself is it's that one book's not gonna be enough. You know, that one thing's not gonna be enough, right? I mean, we know authors that work, you know, that still teach, that still do X, Y, and Z. There's only a few authors that that work that are writers full-time. I know several of them that are full-time writers, right? Mm -hmm. But 
it's a really interesting conversation talking to them about that. You know what I mean? Like they don't have the day job part, right? So what does that look like for us is my question. Like, is that even a possibility? I feel like we're not having that conversation enough. I feel like we know, I feel like I've seen a lot of white women who, you know, sign a deal and they quit their job and move to New York and then they're frustrated when their book doesn't sell. And like, there was an article about this. I'm not pulling this out of my ass about this white lady who moved to New York after she got her, uh, her deal. And uh, just because, you know, she just thought that she needed to live in New York and like the book, uh, the, the, the advance was good, but the book didn't do shit. And mm. then she was just in New York and she was, um, and then they, they, they did not option her second or third book. And then she got another deal, which also didn't go well. And she was mad at the industry mm. because she had built this life in New York that she could not sustain. And um, I'm like, well, good for you, sissy. But the thing that I'm, I'm thinking about is like, we're constantly and consistently undervalued and underpaid. And like in a self-publishing context, they say you have to have 10 books out in order to sustain yourself off of. And most of the conversations that I have with authors, they're thinking about um, advances as something to live off of. And I'm like, I don't want advances, bitch. I want royalties. <laughs> I, I, I want passive income so that I can, so I can stop thinking about those three days a week where I'm working and I can just focus on building a life around the writing that I want to do. And to me, that looks like working really hard for the next three years so that I have those 10 books mm. um, and that handful of novellas and a collection, maybe two, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so and- what you're saying is having, having a backlog of stuff that's publishable, publishable stuff so that you can build that, right? Is that what you're saying? Essentially, essentially, yeah. like I have a five-year plan of not working. God, I and I can't. There's, there's no way to. There's no, and like this is a pipe dream at best, right? Like there's no way that I can type a that into being, mm-hmm. and I recognize that. But like, I have to have something. <laughs> like I have to have something to look forward to. I have to put up, put a goal together. I have to put some deadlines together, and like figure it out. And the only reason why I'm even interested in saying that is because. My first story was in Fire Literary Magazine. That was a dream publication for me. Its first reprint happened in in LeVar Burton Reads. That was a market I didn't know to dream of. Do you know what I'm saying? There are things that keep happening in my career that I don't know how to like, that I, I couldn't have planned for, right? So rather than, than like play small about that, I'm like, well, let me play to this propensity and hopefully the universe meets me there. Yeah. Um well, and that's all I can do. Yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's um I don't think that's wrong to have that to have that mindset, you know, because someone's gotta dream it. Someone has to dream it, someone has to think it's possible, someone has to fight for it. And I think at least for myself, I've always had like for me at least, it's been less of like, okay, I'm gonna stop working and more like I won't the career that this author has like and what have they done to get there so let me see what i 
can do and still be authentic to myself in the process. That's the thing, right? We have to find the balance because well, and also to, to, to be frank, we don't get to be as cutthroat as they get to be. Mm-hmm. We don't have, we don't, we're not, we don't have the same access to opportunities that they have. No. And, and, and even if we did and we used it the way that they used it, they would, those uh, opportunities would quickly get taken away from us. I don't know if that's true because we know people, but uh, I mean, you know, but but see, they the way they play it though, they play. We I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because you okay. know we can talk about okay. it. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but yes, you're right. There are some of us out there who who disparage their own for opportunities, and I I don't want to be one of those. I want to get there and still feel good about myself once I get there. So I think I think what you're saying, Brent, is important hang on to who you are as a person, despite what happens in your career. I think that's, yeah. I think that's a big thing because we've all seen stuff, you know, but yeah. I, but what LP said, like having a goal, like, I don't know. I've been a teacher a long time in the same <laughs> district for a long time. And I'm like, well, what year can I retire? Oh, wait, I'm going to be a high school teacher. till I'm how old like that? Yeah. Like to me, like, I love five years from now, not doing that. And you know what I mean? Like, or whatever that time frame is. Um, I love what I do, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, I, I have to, once I'm done with this program, figure out, okay, what can I do now? And what's the timeline? Because I got to figure out something, you know what I mean? I can keep doing it, but that's not what I want to keep doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I, I yeah. And I think to, um, Cause like one thing I always think about with like, you know, it's all, we have to walk so many like balancing like tight ropes and trying to like get to where we want to be. Like today uh, I talked about it on Twitter, you know, it's like, we can't afford to feel entitled to anything like as, 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 as black writers trying to pursue it. I mean, we are, it's unfortunate that we have as many barriers and obstacles and whatever place in front of us that we do, but you know, um, we individually, as an individual writer trying to break into the industry, you, you're not going to have the power to make those things go away, and you can't like, you can't feel, and you can't feel entitled to any of this stuff. You can pursue it, pursue it, but like feeling you're entitled to it is a quick way to just become resentful and burnt out and just angry and. Yeah, I don't want any of us getting into that space. I think I veered away from the question, but I mean, I don't think you you have. I think you know. I feel like we. I feel like I can just keep writing episodes. In the past, there's been conversations about what makes us hard. I don't think we've had a just keep writing episode where the black people on the on the podcast talked about this, just kind of like as an intercommunity conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that's far from it at all. I have, yeah, I have big dreams for the next five years. And uh, I want to see them succeed or something. I, I, I need to write a grip of books in the next three years. <laughs> that's, that's the conversation for me. And then after that, we just have to see what happens. But, like, also, I really want an agent who wants to work as hard as I do. Because... Yeah. I'm trying to get out. <laughs> I don't live in the hood anymore, but I'm trying to leave this barrio. 
Yeah, yeah. and dream. I mean, dreaming, dreaming big is dreaming big is important. I, I, I encourage people to. I, and I, I honestly, and I know I'm bad about it myself. I don't, I, I temper, I temper things a lot, but I, I, th- I don't, I, I don't expect people to follow my path. Be dream big, dream big as hell. Like dream, you know, go for the stars. But, and I think, and I think that the, I think there's a turning point coming soon where one of us, besides for some of the, some of the ones that have already been out there, but I think there's going to be, Someone that's going to get that big deal. Someone's going to get that success, and they're going to do it in a way that doesn't require them to sell like to right to sell themselves as the only one, or to sell to disparage their community, or to or to write something that feels just like yeah, just that, that actually gets to feel black and still be successful. I think I think we're getting I think we're getting there. So. I personally, as a as a person, I don't have a jealousy response. I do have an envy response where I'm like, oh, wow, I wish that would happen for me as well. But I don't have a, a, a an experience of like, oh, why did that happen to them instead of me? Yeah. Right. Uh, and so that's been a saving grace for me because I don't like, I am genuinely excited when I hear good things happening for people. I was like, oh, yeah. I've been wanting to turn in a no- novella to Neon Hemlock for three years. But when Brent got you know, announced his deal. And I was like, that's fucking exciting. I love this. Right. You know, and, and, and that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the, I think that's the right way to feel about it. Like, you know, we, we're all community and like, we're, there's not enough of us to be, to be like turning on one another. And I, I think it's unfortunate. I've seen this as like something I've seen more of, and I'm not even saying just amongst black writers. I think I've just seen amongst writers in general. It's just this, this, shitting on people's happy moments because you didn't get a happy moment. And and I, I think there was a little bit of discourse about that day on Twitter. I don't know, but I, I know I definitely said, like, yeah, if if you have to chime in on someone's happiness with your anxieties or your frustrations or your what disappointments, like, that's fucked up. Like, let people have their happy moment. You shouldn't ruin someone's happy moment or expect someone to take time away from that happy moment to assuage your feelings. Yeah. I mean, have a therapist, have some friends. <laughs> have a group chat. I beg you, please have a group chat. Like right. at least one person that you can tell all your petty, angry shit to, because it's, it's okay to have petty, jealous feelings. Like that's fine. Like that's normal. That's human. Like now I would never tell someone that, you know, you shouldn't have petty moments or like be upset that someone got something because I mean, that's human, but just don't do that shit in public. Like yeah. ha- have a, have a friend that you can tell that to LD that for me. Anytime I feel like being petty or feeling like I need to, <laughs> I need to let something off my chest, I hit her up and, 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 and you know, and, and she's a safe space for me to do that. And I think people have to find their safe space where they yeah. can do that. And then, yeah. Especially as black writers, because we don't have as many chances to fuck up in public. We don't have as many chances to fuck up in public, but it's also a thing where, like, she hit me up today because she needed to be petty about something. I was like, yeah, girl, uh, I, I don't know how this is happening, but, you know, it's all going to tumble down when it tumbles down. Yeah, so, yeah. Look, you it, it, not speak on it, but it is what it is. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's all it is. Just look, I need to vent and get it off my chest and I can go back about my day. Like, yeah. 
and and yeah, and I think as black folks, we gotta have those networks where where we can where we can vent and be petty with each other about things and not you know because unfortunately for us, we still have these institutional expectations, and we can't necessarily be going off in public, especially especially about like the 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 gatekeepers in the industry like let's there, there's there's ways to challenge power structures. And to you know, ask for change without without basically closing out your own career in the process. Now, if you if, if that's what, <laughs> that's what you want to do, then, right. then go for it. I'm not going. I'm not going to tell you not to. But there's right. some people out here. I'm like, you just you you can't you you really just I, said that with your whole chest. I know who you're talking <laughs> about, <laughs> and I hear you. I hear you. I I, I think it. I think it's super hard. When you you feel hopeless and or helpless, and there's nothing that you feel like you can do, and the only thing you think you can do, and I also think it's a generational thing because Twitter fingers be strong. <laughs> Twitter fingers just be strong. swinging, just swinging on everybody. Yeah. I'm like, wait, like, <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta think, think twice. Wait, like <laughs> Babylonian proverb, proverb: think nine times and speak only on the tenth. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because this industry is too small. There's too small, too many people, and and not just that. It's not that this industry is small. You're dealing with writers. We are the most grudge holding people Thank in you. existence. <laughs> you piss one of us off, we are going to remember that shit till time immemorial. The Whisper <laughs> Network roars. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So if that if I had to say, it, it, I mean, I know we've been like talking about like challenges and whatnot that if, there, if there's any advice i could offer a black writer out there who's just feeling frustrated with like all the hurdles and the hills and just it seems like you're getting every door closed on you just find find someone to vent to in private <laughs> and, and do it for yourself and do it you do and that's the thing it's not about respectability because i know that's because i know that's the common like you know well, I'm not being, I'm not respectable. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to challenge the system, blah, blah, blah. Good. Challenge it. But then you got to accept the consequences. And if you don't want to face those consequences and you want to, you still, you see, it's, it's I hate this because it's cliche as hell, but chess versus checkers. Like, like you, you out here, you know, you. I mean, and, and, and honestly, I don't, I've, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any substantive change ever come from someone doing all that arm swinging online. Mm-hmm. If, if if anything, it causes a little buzz, a little conversation for a little bit, and they move on. And it, but the one way they don't move on is remembering your name. They're gonna hold on to that shit forever. <laughs> well, not forever because Twitter's going down in fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, that's right. true, girl. Twitter gonna be gone by the time we air this. I hope I'm able to respond to this tweet before this goes off. Um, <laughs> let's let's pivot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah get yeah, on yeah. this one because I, I took a I, yeah <laughs> took a liberty. Um, so, what are you excited about creating, finishing next year? Career wise, it doesn't doesn't have to just be writing, but it okay. should be writing related. I'm 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 edging <laughs> towards something. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess um, I'm excited about the novella coming out next year because I really really love that cover and I really really want it out there in the world. And I really just want to make sure that my story does it justice because I don't know too many 
black queer men on the cover of a science fiction fantasy book that's that's dropping and i do take that like seriously and i do feel like that's like an honor and also a burden because i gotta make sure i bring my a game i can't be disappointing my demographic with no bullshit so your book uh, with two black men kissing on the cover oh is samuel r delaney's afrofuturism Damn, you make it even. You make it. You put. Look, I was no already feeling like no Atlas. Way. You just <laughs> threw some more bricks on there. You, you're doing it. I'm not worried about you. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you only said one novella, and there are two. Oh, which other one? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Well, do you want to talk about that one though? I don't want to. Um. Oh no, 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 not ours. You have a oh. second that you worked on. What you guys oh. have some secret projects nobody's talking about. <laughs> Just, just oh, say wait, it already. Wait. I haven't heard about any of this shit. I have a shit. second one coming out, but I am going to work on it. The one with the whole little, uh, oh, that. Oh, I'm thinking right now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Switching hats, editor. <laughs> All right. So, um, yes, the first. Um, oh, my first um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my first book I edited with uh, through a big four, I guess now a big four publisher, is uh, dropping next year. Michael Order. Amazing, amazing. I'm excited <laughs> about that. It has been getting such good buzz. Some of it I can't talk about yet, but it's been getting such good buzz. And I am like super, I'm super stoked. And I mean, honestly, she made it easy for me, but I, it's still super cool to be attached to this project. And I'm just like excited about it. So yeah, so you write two novellas. One's the editor. So I'm thinking writer mode right now, but yeah, one is the editor, one is the writer. So um, yeah. Yeah. And then um, that stuff I know for sure is coming out next year, but uh, outside of stuff that I know for sure is coming out, I really, really want to finish the um, my novel work in progress. Like I, I think I was. Re- it kind of sucks because I was really at a place where I was just excited, and I think I could have just barreled through that draft quick. But I had to focus on the novella, so it, it it wasn't a matter of like stopping because I wasn't feeling good about it. I just had to stop. So yeah, I'm excited to get back to that and knock that out. What about you, Marshall? Oh, uh, let's see. I'm I'm mostly excited to finish grad school, obviously. Um, I'm also really, really excited to go back to my previous work in progress, which is a big fantasy thing I was working on that um, I, once I have time to do it, I feel like that's going to be something really freaking cool. Um, and I'm also really excited to finish this um this pilot i have for this tv show idea i have for that's basically an adap- adaptation of uh my current work in progress for the program but um kind of killing two birds with one stone but i really have a love for tv um in particular and, fuck birds. and i want to just write what's that and fuck them birds yeah i just i just want to i just want to write I, I want to write. I want to be in a writer's room one day. I want to write TV at some point too. So that's something that I'm, that I, I don't, I really haven't mentioned that on this show ever really. So that's, so that's yeah, something that's I've always one. wanted to do. So I'm secretly working on a pilot for that as well. So I'm excited to finish that. Um, hopefully by the end of the year, by 2023. Nice. Love yeah. that. LP. Um, opening up the document because I forget the things because there's so many things. Um, <laughs> you do have going on. Look, 
Uh, yeah. So next year, I'm going to be guest editing an issue of a magazine. I don't know if that's been announced yet. Uh, I'm I'm excited about that. I might induct some extra slush readers for that because uh, I got peoples. Um, and uh, yeah, the the only novel that I'm sure I will finish next year will be the Afro Spain Space one that I've been talking about for years. Uh, the other one that I will draft will probably be The Fortunate, which is uh, the Black Superhero Family Story. But I have a bunch of novellas that I'd like to power my way through um, for a myriad of publishers. Uh, and if I can work on any short fiction, then maybe I'll finish my collection in the next two years, and that'll be great. Nice. But I, I will be finished with one of my books by the time you finish your program. I have put you and Nick as like y'all are dragging me along and I appreciate you for that. You don't okay. even know this is something. You, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. You got, you have till July. I know. July. Okay. Well, I'm watching the clock. Okay. You're watching yeah. the clock. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so before we, I look and I'm going to throw this out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know what else is left on our agenda, but um, at the end of any meeting, any good meeting, uh, does anybody have any others, other things? that we want to bring up or talk about. I want to talk about people I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. You're up. I have a big creative crush on Catwell Turnbull. No gods, no monsters ruined me. (laughs) It ruined what I think a novel can be. And I love it for that. It's collectivist and multiple protagonist, and also a protagonist who is a narrator but also has his own story while narrating others. It's amazing. It is a powerful piece of fiction and I fucking love it. Um, Another book that I read, which was not by a black person, but by a person of color is uh, Sequoia Nagamatsu's uh, How High We Go in the Dark. Also, uh, I think you call this a novel in stories. Wrecked me. <laughs> Pushes against what a novel can be because it spans the course of a million years. Yes, sir. That's that's one of them. That's the first one. Uh, it spans the course of a million years, and it's it's nothing short of amazing. It's it's so beautiful. It's tough because there's a lot of death going on in it. You know, there might be a pandemic. You know, there might be an apocalypse. There might be a generation ship. We'll see how it goes. Um, but and. Actually, none of those are spoilers. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just, I've, I've had the chance to read these two books that have just kind of blown my mind in a very real way. Uh, and I think the last one I'm going to talk about, I'm, I'm honoring Will by answering in threes. Um, uh, I'm, re- I'm ready for the blood gift. Because he took my... <laughs> Oh, okay. Now take that back. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's fine. I'm ready for drinking some graveyard wells. Okay. Because I just uh, I I read a little bit of uh, Yvette's uh, story in the anthology that that came out today, and I'm just so ready to dive into the absurdism, the Afrorealism of that collection when it comes out. Also, Yvette is the homie. Okay. Um, for me, uh, his novella just dropped 
but I am still so looking forward to whatever he decides to produce in the future. And I really want more people to know him. Uh, Bendy Barrett, he is part of my uh, novella crew with Neon Hemlock. Empire of the Feast is still one of my favorite reads of like the year. Like, hands down. Like, he's in the, honestly, he's in the top three. Like, reads everything I read this year. Like, that's, that novella was just so imaginative and, and somehow it, it it just made the the eroticism made it more epic. Like that that was that that was the crazy part he pulled off. Like usually the eroticism is more like intimate and personal in in stories, but his somehow was epic and grand and just it it blew my fucking mind. I was really happy with it. So anything he puts on in the future, I will automatically be reading and picking up. Um. I am interested in Blood Gift because Nia is just a talent, a true talent. And and I want her to write all the books and all the things. And yeah, uh, I know we talked about her earlier in the podcast, but like still she is a, a, just a force. And I want her to know this. Um, Jen Brown, like. Ah, I know. See, this is the thing. Like, I know some of the things she's working on, and I'm just like, damn it! <laughs> like, I want it out there. I want it out there. Like, I want it. And yeah, she's she's just such a intentional, imaginative, just thoughtful writer. Like, I can read her shit over and over again. It just feels like it feels new. Like every time I read it, I, I find new things that I didn't see before. Uh, so yeah, those are. Three writers. I have more, but we'll, we'll stick to honoring Will here and, and go with three. <laughs> so what are we doing? Uh, three writers. <laughs> with Three black writers we're looking forward to seeing more of next year. Uh, I don't know if I can answer that question. Well, I can say more. I have more. No, the only reason I'm saying that is because I've been so bogged down and everything else. I have not been. So I'm going to I'm going to do this. Definitely Nia's book. Blood gift for sure. I'm going to say that um, because I'm going off of that. I also have not, I I'm actually kind of going back and looking at the books that I wish I had read and didn't read yet. Um, I haven't read Goliath yet by Tochi. I want to read that one. Um, and I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about stuff we want to read um, or, or stuff or authors you want to see. I want to read everything um, that you guys do. Um, as soon as humanly possible because you two are awesome to me and I just want to read your work period. So that's, well, I'm going to leave it at that because I'll be honest with you. Um, you two are the closest black authors I have in my life right now. Besides, I mean, I want to read more from Maurice. Um, uh, yeah, but that's, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Well, I, I, I think is at least for black writers. I always say too, it's like, I think it's never a bad time or it's never an expiration date on mentioning, like check this person out because so many of, of the people that are reading science fiction fantasy are just so ignorant of how many of us are out there and how many of us are doing things and doing good things that like, there's no expiration, like literally. And I, and, 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 and I don't remember what, when it happened and how, and I was happy it happened, but I was also like, damn, this man's book's been out 10 years. So I mentioned um, Acacia by uh, David Anthony Durham to someone. 
and they were literally like, "Holy shit! I didn't know this book existed." Like, I want to, I want to read the whole trilogy and buy all three. And part of me is like, "Fuck yeah, that's great!" But the other part of me is like, "This man's been out ten years, yeah. Yeah. ten years, and this stuff is still like, oh, I didn't know." And like, he wrote that man wrote a three part book series that that is that is every bit has the epicness and grand scale of of a Game of Thrones or a House of Dragons or whatever. And and and, and it's not just even though he's a black man, it's not just blackness in it. It's it, it's such a rich trilogy and I could talk about it forever. But anyway, yeah. So my whole point with that is that like there's never a expiration date on hipping someone to a black writer because there's so many people that just don't know the breadth of work we have out there. For sure. All right. Are we good? Good. good. Think you on mute, LP. I don't know how to do this. I'm so sorry. I've never, yeah. been, I've never been on Zoom or Zencaster in my life. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Still learning how to technology. Um, yeah, I think I'm good. I'm very excited about this year. I think uh, I feel like I have a lot of peers who are about to like break through in a very real way. And that makes me so excited. I'm so like, I'm excited and I'm behind, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just made friends with Bendy. I need to read his novella. Uh, I need to start Futureland. Uh, I got an arc of Drinking from Graveyard Wells. Like, I need to read that. Like, your boy just needs to catch up. I still haven't mm-hmm. finished Nine Bar Blues. Like, folks, I got work to do. So, there's so much to read. It's like, what the fuck? What, when do I have time? I, I and, and, and I mean, I, I I read, you know, and unfortunately, I probably need to be better about this because I just be reading. I, lately, I've just been reading like what what interests me, but like mm-hmm. I need to be a little more intentional about like you know. I think reading more of us because I, I looked at my like spreadsheet that I keep of books I read. Like I don't think I read enough of us this year, but I was also I think I was also just like dying for like. I, I, you know, what? I'm, I'm gonna put this call out there on the podcast now. If anybody knows, I need some more black authors that like write like some weird Mayvale, like Sasha Stronich type worlds, like Downhounds, The Scar. I need some weird shit. I need <laughs> I, I, that's what I need. Like, give me that. Tell me the black authors writing that, and um, I will check them out. That's my call for recommendations from the audience. Well, listeners, you can jump in the Discord and give Brent some recommendation. Yeah, I need weird, <laughs> I need weird worlds. I like weird shit. One of the reasons I was hesitant about joining as a co-host is because we were reading Charlie Jane Andrews, uh, Never Say You Can't Survive. Not because I haven't read it already, but because <clears throat> I've committed to only reading Black writers, uh, reading Black books, or not Black, sorry, BIPOC books this year. Mm. And so I was like, oh, am I going to have yeah. to reread that? Because like that'll... Ruin the streak. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't realize like until I actually looked at my thing. I was like, oh, now what I will say though is I've read mostly woman writers this year, which is you know nice. I'm like okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But I was like, I definitely probably could have read more of us though. But yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 never too late to decide that your next year is going to be all by Mark. Yeah, I mean, so honestly, it's hard for me to like because Max Gladstone coming out next year. I can't, I can't skip that. uh, Craft craft sequence is like that's like my holy grail. I can't skip that. You you can give yourself passes if you need to. Yeah, just don't give yourself passes for trash. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm very like you know, I'm very, I'm very particular. Like the white, the white people I read this year, like Kristen Hall, like she's her shit. That's like literally, if y'all can find me a black author that writes books the way Kristen Hall writes books, aces because like she literally writes books that I feel like were specifically made for me to read. Mm. So if y'all can find me a black version of her, all right, okay. That's my that's my request. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, someone come out and be the next Black Kristen Hall. <laughs> I will literally. It will literally be an autobiography. I've read three of her books this year. Like okay. I, I've, been, I've been multi-read any authors this year. She's the only one I think. Is that the one that you posted? I think I put it on my yeah, wish list today. Spirit? Yeah. Boy, I, just like, put, I just put both those books on my wish list because I'm about Keeper, to drive. Second, oh. I mean, Star Eater was about nuns. Are cannibal nuns? That like that like eat to gain magic powers, and they were living on a floating city on some other planet. I'm like, fuck yes, this is the, 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 the give me <laughs> this crazy. weird shit. And then Border Keeper, you have like it's like an underworld story, but like there's um there's 999 realms, and each realm has a specific ruler with specific rules. So like one realm, if you if you uh if you like. Say a lie, your ass gets locked up or some shit. Or like, there's another realm. It's like if someone feels disrespected, you got to fight to the death every single time. And it's like you know, yeah. So it's like you know, it's like and it's and it's about this woman, and she's a black woman, like who is like guarding basically the the gate. The she she's the only person that can travel between these underworld realms and the mortal realm. And it's it's just interesting as fuck and. I'm and I'm like, please give me more. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. We should wrap this up. Yeah. yeah uh, for sure. Everybody needs to jump in Discord and help out Brent. Please. Um, and we'll be back with more. Just keep writing all black. If not before, definitely during Black History Month. Uh, but I can't thank you guys enough for doing this um, going forward because I'm I'm stoked to see what we come up with. So uh, I think we I think we all need this. Say it again. And remind us in the third quarter to get back to our novella. Yes. 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 For sure. <laughs> I have to. And this has been Just Keep Writing, a podcast for writers, by writers, to keep you writing. You can find us at justkeepwriting.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Feel free to reach out to any of us on our social medias, and please jump in our Just Keep Writing Discord channel. Links to all of that is in the show notes. Lastly, please support our show by going to patreon.com slash justkeepwriting. We offer daily writing prompts, early access to podcast episodes, and much more. Thanks for listening, and just keep writing.